Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I am your host, Modingo, and with me is Bro Cephas. What up? <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the straight hillbilly name, man. I mean, I'm straight hillbilly. <laughs> just just ask Stu, but um, what's up? <laughs> what is up? Uh, I have a delicious Rheingeist. A local, Sounds empty. Yeah, yeah, it is getting empty. Uh, brewery down from... Just down the road, Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. drinking the Peach Dodo Sour Ale Ghost. Gozy. Gozy, yeah. And then, bro, what do you got? Drinking old school, nowhere in particular. Thanks to our Pete, Kerry Combs. Uh, batch number 19. It's a double rice IPA. It's one of their better IPAs they made. It's very. Mm-hmm. It's a lot smoother. Um, it's most favorite because he's Japanese, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got to stick with what you I get know. That, hey, he can't eat the rice, so I he can, can yeah, drink I the rice. I got to drink it, Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of eating rice, we'll talk about that today, huh? Yeah. In today's episode, we're going to talk about nutrition. Before we get started, we'd like to make a little bit of announcement. Uh, Brody had a conversation with a company uh, that was doing uh, apparel for an upcoming competition, uh, which is taking place in September, right? Yep. It's ours. And which for, it's, uh, this is number... This is our fifth. Four? Fifth? Okay. Fifth Smash Fest. Smash yeah. Fest. Okay. Yep. And that'll be taking place here. So if you want to come and swing by, uh, I'll, I'll be here to DJ and watch everybody suffer while Bro subjects everybody to his programming. But the company that he talked to was... Yeah, 7-5 seven five seven Clothing. 7-5 five Clothing, okay. And it's pretty cool how things kind of transpire. You know, I always believe there's certain, certain people that you come across that you kind of just, you really hit it off with. Mm-hmm. And initially I contacted them about doing our, our in-house apparel for our gym Mm -hmm. and also our event t-shirts and just randomly sent him a message after a competition one day and called him we had set up a meeting for that following monday to have a chat and it's like as soon as you instantly start talking to someone you know like you're on the same page and that's exactly how i felt about uh when i talked to wally um at seven five clothing and at the end of the conversation actually i was talking about brandon martell and the Fit United about how he's looking for events to go and set up at because mm-hmm. he's out of Tennessee. And I was telling him about that. And I was, you know, the podcast started, was part of the conversation. I was like, you know, about us running a podcast and he asked the name of it. Mm-hmm. And I told him, uh, one more rep podcast. He's like, well, I've heard of that. And I was like, what? Well, that's freaking cool. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> hey. And, uh, we started talking about that and how the, our, our episodes kind of, or we would consider the majority of CrossFitters and the the ninety nine percent where we also give we info. Speak to, yeah. yeah, and but we also give info to that one percent. Um, can't leave them out. But he uh, he brought it up, asked if we would ever be interested in doing uh, sponsorship, and he didn't know Mo and I had talked about this, like the what ifs. And I hate fuck freaking what ifs, but um, we were talking about it a mm-hmm. little bit and. Like what, what our ideal sponsorship situation would look like and what we would look for and like kind of the relationship and... Without it screwing up. What, our, what it is we deliver to you guys, yeah. Yeah, because if you listen to some of these other ones, they just... It's like this verbatim crap on paper that mm-hmm. is annoying the reading to a me. script, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or it's right in the middle of the episode. Right. Or, yeah. 
And this company's legit, man. I I couldn't be more excited. I, I told Mo about it and we had a conference call two days ago. A couple days well, I mean Well well yeah. yeah. We had a conference call the following week and uh kind of hammer out the details and they're officially our first sponsor, which yep. is legit, man. Yeah. So we are officially this episode is being brought to you by Seven Five Clothing. Yeah. A veteran owned and operated. Uh, I actually had a chance to talk to Wally a little bit. He's a former security policeman. So if you're Air Force, you know how far that goes back. But he was a dog handler as well. I know we got a couple dog handlers listening out there. So all you canine guys, huge shout out for what you do. Uh, so it's also cool that he's an Air Force veteran. So we have that uh, commonality as well. But also the products, we, we you're looking at uh, all the shirts and everything. They're, They're pretty sweet. He, he does all of his own design. He does all of his own printing. So he, he does it all, which is huge for me as a business because going to them, it, one stop it's shop. a one-stop shop and there's no middleman. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wait. You know, like his turnaround's his turnaround. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, he's not waiting on the designer or, or someone the printers. to bring t-shirts. Yep. Yep. And the, honestly, go check his stuff out. And I, we, don't, we don't talk about crap that we, we, don't, believe we don't believe in. Yeah. And his designs, are, they're legit in all honesty. They're, they're very cool. Um, and I think it's, it's cool. His story, mm-hmm. we can briefly talk about, you know, he started yeah, off, yeah. he started Just off making one, one shirt, t- yeah. one t-shirt. He made a, um, a red t-shirt, yeah. which is remember everyone deployed. Yeah. Red on Fridays. Yep. And he, for the sole purpose of making the one shirt he was doing to raise money so he could buy care packages to send to folks downrange. Yeah. yeah to send overseas for deployed soldiers. And that's how it all started with one t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then he got into CrossFit and then it's kind of just been steamrolling. Now he has like over 5,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's been around for five years. He's mm-hmm. just, he's killing it. So him and his wife, Jennifer, have just been on fire and mm-hmm. I think it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a family owned and operated business. But again, you know, he is a CrossFitter. He is a veteran. You know, as Brody has said before, we're very pro military, pro at Leo, all that good stuff. So it really fits into what it is we believe in as as humans and uh we, we're pretty confident that you guys feel the same way so take care of our very first sponsor just go to his website the number seven uh, and then the word five clothing.com for his website and check out all his gear and uh get on instagram they have a very active instagram page yeah. which i think is cool most companies kind of it's hard we were me and him were t- actually talking about that his wife took it over because it's it's too consuming mm-hmm. and you know you have since, to be very active dude since jenna's taking our stuff over that's why the, uh, there's more and more content coming out guys because mo and i just weren't able to do what she can do yeah we were like at about 308 and i think we're at four 308 and, and standing what are we at jenna <laughs> yeah, yeah we we're at 308 and we're at 436 and that's just like in a month <laughs> that yep. she's done and she's been releasing this good content and um i think it's cool to do that because it keeps us in touch with all of you mm-hmm. on a daily basis and it's not that she's just putting it. We all sit down and, and had this as one direction, mm-hmm. not just Jenna randomly throwing shit up there. Yeah, and then we've actually, she posted a, um, in one of the stories the other day, like ask us questions. So that was kind of cool to fire back and forth to people in there as well. Mona Zima. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where my silky smooth voice comes from. So if from. I start drinking Zima, Zima and Jolly Ranchers, I'm going to have, yeah, I'm gonna have sound voice. like Barry White, yeah. Dude, I'm on it. <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth it though. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'll just take the white ass voice. There you go. All right, so today, our episode, we've had uh, listeners actually ask us about this particular topic. <laughs> Forever. Forever. It's and, like one of the original requests. And, and we haven't been putting it off just to, 
to be stalling or to be lax about it, but bro wanted to really put together some solid information. I still it, don't know if I have it, Mo. <laughs> like, but, but just like I say before, bro, every time we're done recording an episode, bro's like, I don't think that was too good. <laughs> and then as soon as he listened to it, man, that episode rocked. So same thing I'm sure will happen here as we're going to talk about uh, just general nutrition today and kind of give you just a, a, a broad overview. You know, neither, neither one of us are nutrition experts. We're not licensed dietitians or anything, but we've seen, helped, read, and uh, maybe gives people a little bit coaching when it comes to nutrition. But, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I do a lot of the nutrition for our gym, especially, and then our athletes. And I'll be honest, like, <clears throat> I for our 95% our of members, you know, I was, you know, no issues. And uh, I was running into an issue, though, with um, our top, competitors because of the amount of volume they do we obviously need to increase their food food properly but you have to do it delicately because we can't have them gain weight because like if jenna is plus five pounds and then we take five pounds off her gymnastics improve dramatically mm -hmm. five or six pounds does that much for a female so it's very delicate how do you feed someone a ton of food good food <laughs> good food but not doing too much so that they're, um, it they're, off they're, their, they're retaining inflammation, yeah. they gain some body fat, mm -hmm. they're holding more water, all this crap. I mean, that's the side that was kind of in my, it was my weakest. Mm -hmm. If I had, I'm not weak at it, but if I had to look at my total skill, it was my weakest. So I've been working with someone to kind of get that honed in for our top tier athletes. And I'm learning a ton and I love applying it, the knowledge that I'm gaining not only to myself, but to our top athletes and everybody else. Yeah. So as an owner, why do most people approach you about pursuing a nutrition program? You know, here we do it a little different in the fact that I, I always say that we do everything different because I guess we're freaking different, but um, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't push nutrition on people, right? Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that nutrition needs to be a natural progression in fitness because we've talked about, you can't force someone to quit smoking. I can't force someone to start and stay on nutrition because mm -hmm. staying on nutrition is the hardest thing, right? So they usually come to me saying, you know, hey, I, you know, top three things I hear is first is usually performance. They the plateau. Want, no, okay. they, they want the performance to go up. Like, so let's say they're getting halfway through a wad and they just don't feel like they have the energy or they can get through our strength cycle. And then by the time they get into the wad, they're pretty tired. Okay. So performance base is huge. Um, they want to lose body fat. Okay. And they want to gain muscle tone or definition in, in their bodies. You know, that's the, that's the top three. And, you know, people want to just look good uh, for the amount of work they put in. They want to start look, benefiting from <laughs> see, see some physical results. Right. Because, you know, we, we've always talked about it. you can come in here and crush a workout and then you can ruin it with one meal. And you mm -hmm. do that over and over again. The saying is you can never out train a bad diet. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So that's kind of the direction. It's very general. And it's, um, but it, there's some complexity to it. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll talk a little bit about them. Uh, yeah, that's how it starts though. They just come in, they're, they just, they're ready. They're ready to make that step. I don't mm -hmm. ever like prod people if they start sla or start like, slacking off, but if they start kind of falling short on a lot of workouts, I'll ask them and be like, hey, what's up with your food? Like mm -hmm. you should be performing much better. And I have a, a girl right now in our gym that, and I, we really need to sit down and talk because her nutrition's off, but her ability to push further than what she does and harder in workouts is there. Mm -hmm. She has the capacity to, 
she doesn't have the proper food. Fuel. Yeah. yeah she don't have the fu the fuel to do it. Now, why do you think, or what do you think is a major contributing factor as to why people don't pursue an appropriate or, or diet at all? I think it's the unknown. They, okay. they, a lot of people are, a lot of people I found from owning a gym, they're afraid to ask questions. Okay. Okay. Of, of what they don't know. And cause no one likes, likes to look stupid. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, once they get over that, like, hey, I'm not or, gonna look I'm stupid. Sorry, no one likes to have the perception of seeming unintelligent about something. They I, might not be stupid. They might be scared. They're uh, not stupid, but yeah. people don't want to look stupid. Mm -hmm. at really, anything. I mean, I, I guess I don't care, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do whatever. And if I look stupid, it is what it is. But yeah. you're right. I think that when when people are they don't know a lot about something, they don't have confidence in it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a you know they're very timid, mm -hmm. and so. That's, I think that's the number re one reason why they don't do it. Um, the second is uh, they they love food. Yeah. And there, they, they probably huge, know yeah. that they can't eat the exact same way they're eating when they're trying to clean up their nutrition for mm -hmm. uh, performance-based reasons. And um, so that's another one. Like they're not ready to commit to that, which mm -hmm. and that's why we talk about it. They got to come to me saying they're ready because I can't convince them to stop eating they're the crap that they're eating. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'd say that's the top two to me. And when you're talking about the, the challenges of eating, uh, and I've mentioned before in our body image episode where a lot of times people have an emotional attachment to food. Um, yeah. cause for all of our lives, food has always been there. And you know, you know that I, can be culture based too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And that was another thing, you know, you know, you look at the, the food pyramid that we had in the eighties, <laughs> you know, where this huge base of, of carbs and grains and then, if that's all you've ever known, and and some people have that you know that familial attachment, well, mom always fed me all this stuff, so why is why is it why do I need to change this now? Mm -hmm. And there and that can be a bit of a challenge, uh, or if you just come from a culture that doesn't uh, eat a lot of protein and red meat, you know that can be another challenge as well. Um, sometimes the economics of it, you know, eating eating healthy isn't it's not cheap. cheap. No, it's you know? the most expensive, and it's been one of my pet peeves as a citizen of this country obviously yeah, is it's absolutely insane that it costs you can 99 cents yeah. for two two double cheeseburgers it, and fries but if i want a, a salad and, and it's even a shitty salad at a, at a yeah. fast food store it's like four or five times as much it is and you go to produce and produce is high and mm -hmm. you know and then you start getting into meat i mean you learn how to shop better when you yeah, eat healthy I would agree. because I would agree. if not your budget is is just crazy. It's out there. Yeah. And uh, as I've adopted, you know, into a healthier eating lifestyle and one of the benefits of where we live is there's farms all over the place. So going to, you know, straight to the source and buying food from farmers markets and buying meat from butchers, you know, I mean, some, it, yeah, it, the, the, the cost is the initial upfront cost is high, but when you yeah. break it down per pound, I was going to say that know, meat market isn't cheap. No, not, no, not right? it's not like, no, when I was in Texas though, I mean, man, <laughs> Talk and, about a culture shock when I left Texas and moved to Ohio. Like the, the price of, of beef like jumped significantly. Yeah, I think that's, you know, going to the meat markets, good for a couple of reasons. One, you're supporting your local business. Yeah. Two, it's locally sourced typically, mm -hmm. right? You know that the, the animals are uh, not, you know, being injected with all this crap. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, the, it's still just expensive. It's just, yeah. you're paying five bucks a pound for hamburger and, 
you know, four fifty to five pounds, uh, five dollars a pound for hamburger. But you know, it's worth it in my mm-hmm. opinion. The chicken that you're getting is legitimate chicken. Yeah. It's not, you know, these steroid beasts. Yeah, the, the those, those chicken farms where they just put them in there. And-, and, and lastly, you know, when you cook this in comparison comparison to like buying meat at Walmart or Kroger. You don't even have to cook it. You can you can see the difference. Mm-hmm. You can, you can feel, smell the difference. The texture is yeah. different. It's not as greasy, mm-hmm. and uh, the color is mm-hmm. definitely different. And then the taste is not even it's not even comparable. Yeah. No, it's definitely not comparable. You know, we got Herons and um, here in Troy, and then mm-hmm. we have the uh, Sunset Meat Market in Piqua. Those are the two places I always go to mm-hmm. for meat, and that's just the way it is. And yeah, we got Kopies right down the street too. You know, just uh, we're lucky to have a lot of those resources, and some people may not, but you kind of have to look, you know, it's, it's part of the investment of of being a healthier version of you. And we talk about intimidation. I mean, I remember the first time, long time ago when I went to the meat market, I was intimidated because like, I didn't know what I wanted. You you don't know know how much, how much meat you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. Everybody's there. They're just going through, cause they're coming there, you know, every, every every, Saturday they're coming in. You're right. Yeah. And I feel like a jackass. Like, (laughs) I don't, what do I say? (laughs) And then, uh, so go in there and it's cool. They love, uh, our, they love rookies. Yeah, but I tell you the the two that we deal with that I deal with, they love CrossFitters because we buy so much meat. <laughs> I'd be like, I need um, eighteen pounds of chicken. They're like, what? <laughs> Are you having a barbecue? No, no. This is for the week. <laughs> for the week? <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> like, how many kids do you have? None. None. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to say you call me fat. <laughs> so no, yeah. So they they love. <laughs> we buy in bulk. <laughs> Uh, now some of the misconceptions on diet, I I think a lot of people sometimes think they know what a healthy diet is, but it's not always on target. No, I think they think that they know, Mm -hmm. not that they do know, they don't know. And, and I'm going to say that because I do have experience in the fact that I've ran probably 60 to 70 plus through nutrition mm-hmm. since we've been open and um every single person i'm not i've sat down with maybe a handful of people who kind of knew what was up mm-hmm. um and they were just needed off, some tweaking needed some tweaking like they're you know too low protein too high but the carb and their, their fat was just kind of off but uh, majority of people are definitely way off the mark mm-hmm. they're not even close so i think one of the challenges that i can speak from personal experience is my thought process and my in the way I was raised is that well if I eat less I'll lose weight. Right, yeah. I'll take this to my 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 parents. I mean they're just uh one of those another mind blowing things. Like I know a little bit about nutrition. I could definitely help them out. Yeah. They'll never let me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll die before they let me <laughs> help them with help nutrition. with the meal planning. Yeah. And uh it, just just like they think they can't do CrossFit and that is just oh it drives me nuts. So they're in the my dad would eat like a salad for lunch. And I'm like, dad, you're like, dad, that's water. You're 225, <laughs> 230. You need more than a salad. Yeah. Like, and that's all he won't, he'll skip breakfast, eat a salad and eat dinner. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, now your, your body's going to just body starving. You're going to, you're going to hold down to everything you eat and it's going to start storing it. Cause that's just how we're built. Like, yeah. And in the DNA. Yeah. And not understanding that that was counterintuitive to what I needed uh, early on in my CrossFit career. Cause I was, you know, I was, I had a lot more free time. I was working out, you know, doing, you know, sometimes two workouts a day, but I was keeping myself to like below 2000 calories. 
Which calories, you know, I think that's another one we'll talk about. It's like, it's not always calorie based. It's, I think that's a huge, another misconception mm-hmm. is it's all about your calories. Uh, but, no. but I flat out, I flat out wasn't eating enough. Yeah. And I think that it's, that's most people or mm-hmm. they, they overeat the wrong things mm-hmm. and under eat the, what they should be eating mm-hmm. more of. And starving your body will never work. Okay. Because what's going to happen is you'll finally hit a point. Yeah. You'll have weight loss. You, yeah. Hey, I lost 12 pounds this week. Yeah. Cause you didn't eat like, <laughs> you know what? If, if I don't eat for seven days, yeah. I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. That's, but it, it's that rapid weight loss, that, that sudden change to which people always fall back off the wagon. That's why, you know, I see so many people do weight watchers and this and that, and they always fall off because they're, it's not really, it's, it doesn't, it's not working for them. Mm-hmm. It, it work, may work initially, but long-term it doesn't because they cannot sustain that mm-hmm. week after week after week, month after month after month. They can't sustain that because it becomes um, something you are. Um, it becomes a challenge. I've, it's a challenge, but yeah. it's something that ends up. <sighs> it's hard. It's hard work. And, and, and an example on the flip side of that is when I was doing the RP for a little bit, I got to a point where I just, I didn't want to eat anymore because I had to eat so much according to my template. And I was getting sad. Like I was sitting, I would sit there like on my fourth meal in a day and I was like, I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you, and that, I couldn't do it. I it, just, I it, couldn't make myself eat anymore. It goes both ways. Yeah. As far as under eating, overeating, it's, if you don't get in that sweet spot, then you start to dread it. That's what I was looking for. You start to dread this nutrition plan that you're on. And then when you start dreading something, uh, then you get away from it. You're not invested. Yep, yeah. You get away and from it. you're less it. committed. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's everything in life from CrossFit to work to everything. Like when you start dreading it, it, it really just takes you to another realm you shouldn't go to. Yeah. And then the flip side of that is uh, eating more will make you gain weight again. Uh, yeah. Going, going back to my story, being a former fat kid, I had a coach tell me I need to ramp up my, like, ramp up my calories significantly. And I was like, no, I'll get fat again. Uh, it was a hard pill for me to swallow to get over that emotional hump of having to eat more food, but eating more good food. Yeah, and I'll give you a good example. Just work with this guy. Actually comes to our gym. He was on a keto diet for, I know it was at least a year, I think. He used 280 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he's now down to 215 was his last wow. weigh-in. That's pretty and, significant. But he went from... 280 down to 210, 212, something like that on Mm -hmm. his keto diet. And um, his, when we sat down, his performance was dropping. It was just, keto doesn't have carbohydrates. He was eating like 14 carbs a day, Mm -hmm. a day. Yeah, which is nothing. I mean, I I look at, I look at like rice and it gives me 14 carbs. <laughs> I don't even have to eat it. So 14 carbs a day is non-existent, but he's eating like almost 200 grams of fat mm-hmm. and his protein was off the charts to like two, 300 plus. And um, we'll talk about this later in the podcast, but you got to have carbs for CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause if you don't, I don't care. You, you're fat. You can eat as much fat as you want. I'm telling you. It's not going to transfer to the wad floor. So he's barely making it through our strength, mm-hmm. okay? And he was getting to the wad and just getting hammered after the first couple minutes of it mm-hmm. and had zero energy. Introducing carbohydrates and how we do it here, um, his initial, he had this huge fear of weighing himself. Mm-hmm. 
he thought he was going to gain all this weight back because we now he's eating he got he, he got down from 280 which at, at his body height is definitely way overweight mm-hmm. and uh gets down from 280 to 215 feels great about himself and now we're saying he's like now he's got to switch this mm-hmm. now he's got to eat something he thinks going to put fat on him mm-hmm. and uh it was a, the first two weeks before we had her uh weigh in after that he was thinking he was going to come in and weigh like 250 pounds mm-hmm. so we had we finally had our one month checkup and uh you know, he had actually lost, I think, two pounds. And mm-hmm. he think he was thinking he was going to weigh, you know, 250 pounds. He thought he was going to gain all this weight because of how much food he was eating. Mm-hmm. And he was very apprehensive. And then we just had our, our one-month checkup, and we just retested his push-press max when he started. Uh, he came from another gym. He had a 110-pound push-press max. And he tried 115, and he couldn't even get under. Like, he would, he would push-jerk 115. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was this past Friday – he had an 80 pound PR and hit 190 push press, mm-hmm. and in that small amount of time frame. Yeah. But his overall body type has changed. Mm-hmm. He's filling out. He's gaining the muscle. The body fat staying down. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for people yeah. when they have this vision like, of, vision of what they used to be, and mm-hmm. they don't want to ever the go beat, back yeah. to it. Yep. And they think that if they change anything, that's exactly what's going to happen. happen again. Yeah. And we're this is the psychology side of of uh, dieting and nutrition. And it's not always about the calories, like we just said here. Um, but then with that, there's such thing as good versus bad calories. Yep, absolutely. I mean, hitting calories is not hard if you eat the wrong food, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I think <laughs> right now yeah. I'm, at, I'm at, with the food that I am eating daily, the right food, uh, my calories are like at 2,800, mm-hmm. okay? If I was to ignore my numbers that I didn't need to hit, on the macro side mm-hmm. and focus just on the caloric, on the calories, on the caloric yeah. side, I would grossly under eat because I could easily get those calories by eating more fat. Mm-hmm. So I'd over, I would miss all my numbers. I eat more fat. Mm-hmm. My, my carbs would be down and my protein would probably be way too high, mm-hmm. but I would hit my numbers, but I'd be grossly under eating in the carb side, which is going to, in essence, screw up my recovery and in my workouts. And like you just said, bad calories are bad calories. I mean, you can get a thousand calorie Big Mac or man, a steak, some sweet potatoes. Right. I mean, the portion is not even comparable. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of food that you would get out of those better calories. You're talking like 12 ounces of chicken. Uh, You're you're talking about 250 grams of potatoes and probably uh, 240 grams of rice. And that's going to equal around a thousand, close to a thousand, most likely. Mm-hmm. Or you can eat one Big Mac. One Big Mac, which right? will probably be like I think it's twelve hundred something for yeah, a Big some, Mac. Something, yeah. yeah, dumb. That's not even the fries, and or that's even, like, or even some of those damn drinks from like those fancy Starbucks, coffee shops. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I, I go there. I'll drink like black coffee or tea. And when they started putting the calories up there, I was like, "Holy garbage, stupid dude!" That's like obscene. It is the absolute fast food of coffee i mean how <laughs> the hell is, do you yeah. make fast food coffee it's yeah. just stupid like make me some coffee not this all this sugar and crap in it and you mentioned a couple uh, diet plans you, you mentioned um keto and you talked about macros a little bit but there's some other ones that we kind of encounter in the crossfit ecosystem so there's zone and zone prescription yeah and paleo you know long time ago paleo was always talked about at the l1 that switched Hell, it's been probably six years ago since I went to. Yeah. When I went to the, in 
16, they start. That's what they were talking about. Zone, zone yeah. yeah. So they switched. They finally realized zone and CrossFit do not. Or I'm sorry, paleo yeah, and CrossFit, CrossFit do not mix. mix. Yeah. If you if you do a true paleo diet, mm -hmm. you cannot eat enough fat. I don't care. So uh, paleo, just like a basic description. No carbs, yeah. fat, fat and protein. Meat green it, green is yeah, how yeah, yeah. I've always described it to people. And it was so funny. Okay, so when um, these hardcore paleo people, and uh, they. <laughs> They were. They finally realized that their act was up, and that they had to have carbs to function. This is in the CrossFit community. They said, start saying you could use tuber. I think is what they called it, um, vegetables, and mm -hmm. they considered sweet potato tuber vegetables because it was a root. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, it's a it's a carb. Just call it a carb. <laughs> like you know, you need carbs, and you're trying to make up another name for it because you want to say you do paleo. Like whatever, do it. it do what you want to do, but a paleo does not work. Zone and zone prescription, slightly different. Zone was compared to a template type thing that uh, Mo was talking RP. Um, RP is a template based. Mm -hmm. It's not specific to Mo, right? They didn't take his body fat or anything. Oh, they, they took my height, my weight, and right. my activity. Okay. Those are the three things they take into account. And then what I want to accomplish because they have like a bulking template. They have a slimming template. And there's, I don't remember. What the, I think there's one other one. Like if I wanted to like become a, like a, it, it most, it's mostly used with weightlifters, mm -hmm. Olympic lifters. And there was one, like, if I was like, if I wanted to make the national team, like I had to go on this particular, <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Get on this diet and you're on the national team. Or <laughs> um, zone prescription, Matt Chan actually started this probably seven years ago or something. It's where you take uh, people's body weight, measure their fat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you find their lean body mass. Mm. Okay, and then that's what you feed. So, do you use like a dunk tank or bud uh, pod? I always use the calipers. Okay, yeah, I would always pinch. Um, so, you know, you, it's not a hundred percent accurate on that. Only the bod pod is the most accurate, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you would feed the lean body mass, and so it's basically stripping all your your body completely of fat, and then you're feeding whatever your your bones, tissue, um, and organs weigh or are, and that's what you're feeding. The problem that I ran into with zone prescription, um, which you actually use for a while, forever, yeah. and I use all of our athletes, was the the amount of food was just not enough. Even if I ramped it up to which uh, point nine, it's just there's a, a mathematical equation you use mm -hmm. based off activities. You, most people are at point seven, but your higher athletes point nine, point nine five is what you would take, and even those numbers were still under. And that's where I was banging my head against the wall um, because could not get them enough food without feeling tired, miserable, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like anything I've done in my entire life, when I need help, I'm going to find someone that I trust in mm -hmm. that field, and then I'm going to ask them. And that's what I did. And I'm, I'm still still in that process, learning a ton. And uh, the macros? Uh Macros is the zone in, in essence, right? Okay. Zone is basically a macro-based thing. It's just done in what they call blocks. Okay. Um, I think it's a great thing to start. I would say 95% of people could do zone diet and have great results. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if you're working out three times a day, um, you know, five days a week, six days a week, um, it's, it's pretty tough to do it. Mm -hmm. You need more. Okay. You need to, and you need to check your feeding times and such. Um, it's, it's protein, carbs, fats for the zone. Mm -hmm. and it's protein, carbs, fats for macros. And they're, in essence, measured the same. Mm -hmm. But at, at true macros, your numbers tend to be a lot higher. And I think it's, 
I've combined my knowledge of zone and now everything I'm learning about the true macro side and I'm combining it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it's, it's pretty sweet, man, that the, the crap that I'm learning and I, this is what I like to do. I like to take all the knowledge that I can and then put my own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm, that's the one I'm in the process of doing. And the challenge that a lot of people face with any of these programs is it's hard. It's time consuming. It's a lot of work, especially in the beginning when you're like weighing your food and understanding, you know, how your body's going to react to eating at certain times based off when you work out or what your goals are, whether you're trying to cut, whether you're trying to gain bulk, whatever. So, and I think that's a lot of times where people get, uh, unhappy with whatever it is they're working with because it's it's hard it's not easy it's harder than any workout you'll ever do i would totally agree with that yeah trying to do trying to balance your diet correctly is way more challenging than trying to get through a 30 minute watch especially when you are starting out right Mm -hmm. my initial sit down is very long with people you know it's around it could be 90 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's it's really stripping away everything that what they've been eating what their goals are, or the direction we need to go, explaining all of this, mm-hmm. the direction that we're going to go, why we're doing it, and, and what they can expect. Um, but yeah, it's it's very challenging. And we, but in the big portion of that, we talk about food prep, and mm-hmm. um, and meal prepping will take a lot of stress off of you because it, it takes it, away some of the thinking. Well, it, the, all the work's done in one day, mm-hmm. right for the week. So you may it may take you three hours. Mm-hmm. The meal prep or two and a half hours meal prep. But then the rest of the week. The rest of the week you have don't have to cook. You just go in the micro or the fridge, mm-hmm. pull out whatever container. There's there's a couple great things about meal prepping, right? Uh one is you get to go home, grab something and warm it up mm-hmm. and you're done. And it's exactly measured yeah. to what you're what you sp- need. Yeah. supposed to eat, right? Two, when you do that, it, it keeps you from making bad choices because if you don't meal prep and you got to, and you're, and you get, and you get busy and you go to work and you don't have food on you, that's, you're starving because now your timing's off. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have anything to eat. Now you're going to, now you're going to make a bad choice mm-hmm. and, or you're not going to eat. Yes. Right. Which because is almost, you don't want to make which, a bad which choice. Which is equally as bad. Yeah. Because you're going to go work out. Right. Yeah. We talked about that's just your transition period of, <laughs> of work, life. Work is just your, your transition. So you're transitioning all day. Yeah. <laughs> and we're trying to prep ourselves to come in and bust this wad out and, <laughs> We can't because we are now underfed and yeah. you'll know it. And you're just going to, you're going to start out in that first 10 minutes. You'll be like on fire. And that last 10 minutes, you'll be like, you can't even function. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think meal prep's huge. Um, but the time that it does take initially is a lot. And there's a learning curve. If you're doing a straight macro based, it's, you got to learn that if your fats are low based off of where you're at in that macro plan, mm-hmm. your beef is gone. Mm. Unless you're eating sirloin or filet. It's gone. Well, that, that's what I usually run. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then you can, yeah. but the, your 85, 15 hamburger is gone. Your yeah. 90, 10, that's pretty still sketchy. pretty yeah. still sketchy. Cause you're going to find out that when you put that in my fitness pal, which is what we use to track everything. Mm-hmm. When you put that in those, those it, it says you right there, bro. You, you just use one third of your fats and for one, the day for yeah. the day and one meal. Yeah. And, uh, that's pretty tough. Now. So you've had experience with zone, uh, paleo. Yeah, done and both. macros done all three now. Yeah. Um, so with the exception of keto, haven't you, which you haven't done that one, never will. But in your experience and for the coaching that you've been given, what do you feel like there is a best practice in terms of diet for CrossFitters? Because that's mainly who yeah. we're talking to here. CrossFitters, you gotta you gotta find something that gives you the carbohydrates, and, and that's yeah. just the reality of it. it. 
you know, we were sitting here talking before the show. It's like, find out what works best for you. And I think that's critical. Um, but I, without a doubt, you can challenge me all day long on that. You CrossFit with paleo and, uh, I'll, you, I'll say, yeah, you CrossFit with paleo, but you're not getting the results you could from the recovery and the performance based side of that. You got to have the carbohydrates. Uh, I've really, um, things really took off with the, uh, macros with RP strength templates mm -hmm. and the, uh, working against the gravity. There's other stuff out there. Um, I truly believe the, the best nutrition is when just like programming when it's specific to you, mm -hmm. right? Anytime I sit down with someone, no one, when I sit down, no one gets the same plan. Mm -hmm. No one gets the same numbers. You just don't hand out photocopied sheets and say, all right, everybody mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. No, it's based off of where they're at specifically, um, what they have been eating, the, what, you know, it, sometimes we can, and this is one of the greatest things I, I learned working um, with Anthony, um, knowledge bombs. Um, but he, uh, that's all he offers really, but he's an affiliate owner out of Indiana mm -hmm. and, uh, he's a law enforcement officer officer as well. Okay. And, uh, he went to regionals way back in the day. Um, and what's his box, uh, CrossFit tactical, D tactical strength. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Strength. Yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, he started his own company and I actually kind of reached out to him just kind of picking his brain on. Um, at the time it was Presley and, and Jenna, uh, cause I needed specific things for two people and he, we're just going back and forth and, uh, kind of hit it off mm -hmm. and he had just started a nutrition company and I was like, well, I'm definitely, I need to learn. And mm -hmm. I was open with him. I was like, Hey man, I, I want to do this for a couple reasons. I was in a pretty big rut, uh, working out wise. I could just personally, personally. Yeah. Okay. I w like nine months. Was, mm. I've never, ever in my life ever in anything that I've ever done had to lacked motivation to get myself up and moving like there might be a week that I would do it in a year mm -hmm. where i'd be like you know become a little bitch and not do things <laughs> and i'm always able to pick myself up and be like hey you know it's time to go and i was in a big rut so i did it for a couple reasons one it, i wanted someone to answer to as a as a coach mm -hmm. and as an owner you really don't answer anybody and <laughs> you, you you get the least amount of corrections as far as movement wise as a trainer, mm -hmm. um, because you're, you're seen as an authority figure. Not that it, there's other people like if I'm moving, I'm moving good. Right. Mm -hmm. But there might be something small that I'm missing and I just don't see it, mm -hmm. but other people aren't moving as good in the class. So they get definitely get the more attention. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I get, I get the least amount of coaching. I still get coached and I still get yelled at and stuff, which is cool. But, um, to have someone to answer to definitely is critical. And, and it's been a game changer for me on the knowledge side. And I told him that and I was really doing to really learn a mm -hmm. lot about it. And he's like, dude, I don't care. He's like, everything I know is out there for free. Mm -hmm. He's like, but I've just put the time in to get it in order. And so you're saying you mentioned the paleo wave in the, um, in the zone with the CrossFitters that you're encountering now in terms of their age and exposure to CrossFit, do you still come across a lot of people that ever followed paleo or, or zone or, but, but I, but I think maybe even some of that goes back to the, the flash that was Atkins, you know, cut out the carbs, you lose weight. You know, yeah, do you still no find shit. people that have latched onto that? 
I've never talked to anybody that does paleo anymore. I don't talk to anybody that's on Atkins. Mm-hmm. Crossfitters are just a little bit more in tune with themselves. Like they really are. I mean, it's, I don't know. We kind of find what works and we kind of go with it. And, mm-hmm. and then when it stops working, we are like, well, what's next? And then we, the adaptation aspect of what yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I'm guessing that's it. You know, most people in our gym, they don't eat like crap all the time. Mm-hmm. They just eat like crap too much. And okay. that's fair. You know what I mean? Like it, I can, I can, I can choose to eat bad right now. And mm-hmm. it's not going to affect me, right? But I'll know tomorrow I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I have that control. Yeah. People who don't have that control, they eat bad. Maybe it's two or three times a week. Well, they don't put enough work in to offset, to offset that, that. Okay. Right. And then in return, they're just going to start storing that fat. So it's they they eat good most of the time, um, but it might be like sixty percent where it really needs to be like. 90 10 mm-hmm. if you're really going to try to get that and then when you're really dialed in like we've been competing so much like i i'm not like i've kept myself well even after competition i don't even go get ice cream mm-hmm. like it's, it's my biggest thing and it's really a free day for me mm-hmm. um i don't even because do you burn all those calories after a comp yeah, yeah it's really i don't even have to track what i eat tech technically but um i can eat whatever but um that's just because we're in such a huge uh competition phase that you know we're always we're you know we're getting double refeeds we're 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 really just kind of ramping up our uh, carbohydrates and stuff and fats and car or protein to make sure our bodies are recovering in between competitions. But yeah, I think that's I don't know where the hell I'm going with that. <laughs> but I, I think overall the the biggest uh, thing that you need to identify is what works for you based off yeah. your lifestyle. You know, some people. I mean, again, most of the people listening to the show are CrossFitters, but some people work out you know, six days a week and some people work out two or three days a week. And like you said, that contributes Absolutely, to, yeah. you know, what you can allow yourself in terms of grace when it comes to cheat days, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm eating, uh, maybe I'm not eating as much carbs as I should, you know, or maybe I'm eating a little bit too much fat you know, and, but it all, it's all relative to each individual and what their lifestyle dictates. And you just said something we talked about pre-show was, um, cheat day i don't like that I, mm-hmm. I hate cheat days i really don't like there's no such thing it's um in my opinion i think that it's okay if you're dialed in nutrition wise to eat whatever if you want if you're out and you want to have dessert and you mm-hmm. want to eat chicken wings that's okay it's not really a cheat day you're just you're, you're it's life you're don't you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 take this so serious. And I talked about I touched on it way back. Don't be the douchebag that turns on a piece of cake at your nep- nephew's birthday party because <laughs> hashtag eat the damn cake. Eat the cake, like honestly. And like I told you, if you, I still will eat, take your cake. Send it to me, and um, and Mo send him a piece too. He'll he'll eat cake, cake too. I, I, I'll eat it. Yeah, but don't be that. Don't be that. Uh, big of a douchebag to where oh no I can't eat that cake no yeah you can eat the cake bro because you're you're dialed you're dialed the mm-hmm. hell in yeah but if you are 35 percent body fat okay and we really got to psychologically get you tuned into what it's like to stay in this groove mm-hmm. of proper nutrition I tell my people who are in that position this first month dude you you got it you got to be hardcore hardcore you have to because you have to switch your mind mm-hmm. it's that's where and that's the hardest part about hardest part. everything it's that we talked about today side. it's yeah, all wrapped the, in the mind is the psychological aspect mm-hmm. and the attachment that most americans have with food the fascination the romance the love of food like i i don't know if i said it in this show earlier but you know we attach so many things to food we attach attach 
moments of great achievement with food. We depression a, a, attach moments of you know challenge yep. and strife with food. You know, we challenge success as a team with food. You know, it's just it, it's mm-hmm. what we do, and it's really hard to detrain yourself when you've been raised like that. Because you may have been doing it for fifteen or twenty years, yeah. you've been overweight. Yeah. So, I, you. Or, or even if you have been in an appropriate way, your body composition might be jacked up just because mm-hmm. you you fit in those in those bot in those charts. And that's what I tell these pe- the people that I work with that are overweight, it, that need to be dialed in one hundred percent that first month. Mm-hmm. Is look, look, prove to yourself that you can do it. Switch, flip that mindset of, you know, you, you're going to always be this way, mm-hmm. right? They're going to get great return out of it. They're going to learn a lot. Then when we meet again. You know, then we'll start talking like, okay, it's okay to do it once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then it'll come down to, as long as that progresses, then now it'll come down to, all right, you know, if you do it once a week, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. right? You know, you like, you like to go out, say you like, you say you have a special activity to do with your family and you like to go get ice cream on Sundays or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't feel guilty about it if you're doing it once a week. But initially you just got to be smart and change You got to shock line. yourself. Because yeah. you will fall right back into that line of, that comfort food mm-hmm. eating and it is going to take over it. And they said sugar is the most addictive. more di- more addicting than cocaine yeah. and, and and testing. So I believe it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta get rid of that. And no one loves sugar more than I do. It's mm-hmm. my like I'm not a savory person. I want like sugar. Sweet, yeah. yeah. And so I think that's that's the difference is you gotta flip the mindset. You gotta just stay focused on it. And then you'll reap the rewards of being dedicated to it, not only through fitness, not only through the way you're going to look, but you're able to go out and smash some pizza and not even think about it. (laughs) All right. So this week's call to action. Why don't you go ahead and share with this on Instagram and Facebook, some of your best, uh, your, your best meal recipes out there that you do for uh, meal prep. You know, tell us what, you know, you know, give us all the ingredients, give us all the measurements and everything. Maybe it's something we could use, something we never thought about. You know, cause yeah. everybody likes new recipes. Yeah, dude, I'll post my, <laughs> I post it on my personal thing and it's one of my go-tos every morning is a smoothie. It's around, um, like 74 grams of carbs. It's mm-hmm. about 40 grams of fat and there's no protein about eight grams of protein, but I do a double scoop shake, um, in the morning with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but calorie wise and, um, carb wise, mm-hmm. it gets, it kicks me off. It's one of my favorite things. And I, since I've been eating these, mm-hmm. Man, I don't even crave the sweets anymore. I really don't because it's yeah, it's all smoothies. it's all it's all fruit, yeah. coconut oil, you know, coconut water. Yeah, if you've never incorporated smoothies into your life, especially like early in the day, it's it's legit. It's it it's is, good man. stuff. Yeah, it is. That's what I'll I'll put that up there. It's, it definitely is a go to of mine, and it can be dictated based off of what your numbers are. You can reduce it easily on the on the um, number side. Mm-hmm. Got anything else to close this week's episode out with? No, I just I. Uh, I say nah, but just all the time. <laughs> I think the the biggest thing is if if you're if you're doing CrossFit, you're you're putting in so much work. Okay, let's mm-hmm. say you do go five days a week and you do a community or you do a, uh, extra work through the week. Do not limit yourself by eating bad, okay? Because you can put you can do you can go through the workouts and you can do the extra work and you can have a bad diet doing it. But what you're what you're really doing the services to your recovery in your growth as mm-hmm. an athlete, the muscle growth, the strength, and everything goes into that diet, okay? Because you can go through the motions on the extra work, but what happens if you hit it harder 
and with more intensity because you have the absolute fuel to do mm-hmm. so. Um, you're going to find out the difference between a an eight minute Fran and a three minute Fran. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference when you hit it with the intensity. Factor. When you have the fuel to drive yourself that much harder, that much yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't know anything about nutrition, ask me questions. If I know a lot, and I'm very uh, maybe I'm self conscious that I don't know enough mm-hmm. about nutrition, but I think I do know quite a bit. And um, or find a nutrition coach. Yeah. It, it is. It doesn't. It's not cheap. Uh, if you need a referral, I, I will always refer Anthony. Great dude, definitely affordable for one-on-one coaching. Um, but there's other avenues to also explore. You can just you can do it for a couple of months and get in that groove and, and, and get then, the understanding, and yeah. then branch off. Yep. And you know, pretty much anything's better than eating fast food three or four days a week. You know, yeah. I, yeah. You, you cut that out right <laughs> off the bat, and uh, <laughs> you, you'll see some improvements. I got there the too. funniest story to end this with. So we had a kids' class the other day, and I took uh, uh, Pat and Gina's. Um, son home Gideon because um, they had some stuff going on for work and um, Bible study. So I'm taking him home. I'm like, hey, bro, you want some McDonald's because he still he loves McDonald's. So yeah. we go through the, I'm in the drive-thru and I pull up and like, it's been literally maybe 10 years. Since you've been to McDonald's. Through a drive-thru. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I didn't, like, I was sitting there flubber. I messed up my order three times. She was getting pissed at me. It's like, just pick your number. I try to order a number one Happy Meal, and it's, like, not what it is. You get options now of what you want in your Happy Meal. Do you want like, apples? Do you yes. Want, yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was like, I want a number one Happy Meal in uh, a plain cheeseburger. She says, what? I'm like, oh, man. I, didn't, I was like, Gideon, I need some help. Like, I don't even know Bro, how to I order. Bro, I made you order for me. Yeah, I don't even know what I want. Like, So, yeah, it was pretty funny. All right, and with that, it brings this episode to a close. I'm on, I'm out. See you. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. He went from a 110 push press to actually more than that, 85 pound. Or 90 pounds, because he went from 110 to 190, so mm-hmm. 80 pounds. Okay. Let me redo that. Don't know how to fucking add. <laughs> like, 2 plus 2 is 12. <laughs> idiot. The window. Right, yeah. Working with uh, working with him. And Anthony I was, is a... Yeah, his background. He, he's yeah. not... Yeah, he's a, a affiliate owner mm-hmm. uh, out of Indiana. In, he's an affiliate owner out of Indiana. Fuck. <laughs>